entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. So Mitch Lowry here, the editor of the National Review, a great Monday morning guest for a long time on this show. Busy hour already with Curtis Sliwa and Mike Lawler out of Rockland County. So you're aware, Rich, uh, you're a New York guy. What's going on here with Eric Adams and the Rockland County executive threatening to um, grab Eric Adams by his throat? You don't often hear a lot of politicians threaten another with physical violence, but that's how angry people are. And I got to tell you. I don't blame him. Yeah, well, I guess Eric Adams' attitude is share of the wealth. Uh, <laughs> as, as we've talked about a lot, the ultimate source of this problem is the border and the Biden administration's refusal to enforce it. And, and once once you do that, there's going to be a, an open spigot down there, and the people have to go somewhere, you know. And the, maybe they should stay at the border, but border places don't like that. Maybe they should stay in the major cities, but major cities don't like that. No. And maybe they should go to the suburbs, and, of course, the suburbs are going to revolt over that. So um, migrants are, are costly. Um, they they don't know the language. They they might be, you know, high school dropouts or, or worse in, in Guatemala terms, you know, not American terms. So they're a burden. And whatever the, the gauzy rhetoric is around this, they're a burden. And every municipality in the country feels it. So the, the thing to do is to stop it. And that's the one thing Biden won't do. And it's going to get worse. It will get worse on Thursday when Title 42 wins. He won't stop it. And I have to tell you, I've been seeing all these polls. Again, we don't pay a lot of attention to polls. We know they don't mean much. But for whatever reason they are, uh, they've got Trump just destroying DeSantis and pretty much winning the primary already. Whether DeSantis jumps in or not, it looks like this lead is insurmountable. But for the longest time, Biden was beating Trump. Not this week. So my question is, are people, Democrats, Republicans, independents, waking up to the border crisis, Title 42 coming to an end? Are they starting to figure out, hey, Joe Biden, he ain't doing nothing? Yeah, and I think an impending recession, perhaps, the the fact that real wages have been declining for two years, all, all the, those are heavy weights on Biden, and this is a, another great piece of news. It's been a great, you know, three-month stretch, uh, you know, pretty much since the Kanye dinner or, or so, since he's back, I'd say. It's been a, or maybe since the East East Palestine. That's uh, when it started. Visit. When he when he went yeah. to Ohio, that's when he started to get great uh, numbers. Yeah, yeah, which I guess was was before yeah. CPAC. But to and, and to by the way, just uh, just to point Biden. this out, he'll be on with me coming up this Wednesday morning, eight oh five. Yes, continues. Yeah, good streak for for Trump continues. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this the main case against him is going to be electability. And if you're leading Biden in national polls pretty handedly, that that case is is significant. Correct. Weakened. So it's, it's a great, uh, terrible poll for Biden, great poll. I actually called out Peter King and Bo Deedle and all my dear friends. are like, we like Trump, but he can't win. Well, says who? 
because now the polls have him crushing DeSantis, beating Joe Biden, and he can win. There is no question he can win because as bad as things are now in this country, like you said, recession right down the block, the Title 42 coming to an end, the migrant crisis going to get worse in just about every major city. Crime is not going away. And I don't see any other Republicans uh, that can stand up. And I have to tell you, I also don't see any Democrats that can take out Joe Biden right now. So if the numbers are favoring Trump over Biden, boy, what a great day for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Biden also, he needs to be winning by about, I think in the averages, he's been winning by you know, 1.4 points or something over Trump. He needs to be winning by about three or four, just given the electoral college skew towards uh, Republicans. And, you know, I think uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily trust this latest poll and think that's where the head to head is going to come out because um, they have a lot of material to work work with with Trump and, and they'll use it. But, I mean, it shows Trump's competitive. And people say categorically he can't win or wrong. Totally agree with you. You know, I found it interesting talking about some of these candidates. John Katzmatidis does a great show here on Sunday mornings, the uh, roundtable, the Katz roundtable. He also does a nice show during the week, Katz and Cosby. So I brought up RFK Jr. to you a couple of weeks ago, and RFK Jr. is starting to, you know, a little bit of traction here. And then he comes out and says, by the way, the CIA killed my uncle. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the Cubans. It wasn't the mob. It was the CIA. What do you think about uh, RFK saying that so many years later? Well, I, he's a conspiracy theorist. Um, I, I think you know th- there is a, a, a huge dose of truth to what he said during the pandemic, but that doesn't change the fact that he's a conspiracy theorist. I think, though, he, he's going to go higher. I mean, he's at 19 or 20, which is just shocking. It's the, the, the Biden – this is the crazy thing. So the, the Biden – uh, Kennedy spread is not that different from the Trump DeSantis spread right now. It's basically yeah. the the same thing. And, and Biden is a incumbent, Trump's not, and Robert Kennedy is a fringe candidate and conspiracy theorist, and DeSantis isn't. So, um, but but being a twenty, it's the Kennedy name plus just the, the inherent Biden weakness. You know, people want something else. They know he's not up for it. And they're going to pull – some of them are going to pull the lever for, for anyone else. So it wouldn't surprise me he goes up to the upper 20s or something. Another horrible shooting in our country in Texas over the weekend at the mall. Eight people dead. Guy just came out of his car, opened fire. Six people, I think, were killed right there in the parking lot. Now they're saying he was a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, because you know, of course, all these Democrat politicians tell us our biggest issue – is white supremacy, which is nothing could be further from the truth. It's it's laughable. It's ridiculous. So they hear a story like this, and you know they're all excited because they're going to end up telling you that this guy loved Trump or something like that, right? I mean, it's less about eight people dying. Now this becomes a political tool for the liberal media. Yeah, well, these the shootings now are obviously an endemic part of American life, just awful heartbreaking but you can guess how quickly or not they're going to disappear in the news cycle given the circumstances and if this guy really was a neo-nazi the shooter you're going to hear about this one for a long time and they exaggerate white supremacy and all that but there is a fringe out there that does pop out pop up and commit some fraction of these these shootings but it's just it's it's uh, one of the the main frustrations is if you wave a wand you'd obviously stop these things uh, immediately but yeah. there's no wand and gun control is no wand. Yeah, there's more black people that beat up Jews and Asians in a week in New York City than white supremacists that kill people around the country. Let's be honest. So it's very fringe. Uh, I, 
I mean, I'm sorry. I just get very, very frustrated with the whole thing. We've got an issue here in New York, as you know now, with a, with a Marine who's on the subway. And this kid, Jordan Neely, he's uh, freaking out. I mean, legitimately freaking out, yelling, screaming, throwing garbage at people. This Marine didn't know that Jordan Neely's mother was murdered when he was 14 years old. All he knew was no one's going to die on this subway today. And the fact that it's going to a grand jury and Alvin Bragg, who's proven he falls under political pressure, is in charge of this thing, scares me for a guy that did what New Yorkers should be doing every day. Yeah, so this this whole thing is an indictment of the way New York City operates and runs. So Jordan Neely never should have been out of his mind on that subway car. He had been arrested continuously. He had been sent to shelters and hospitals continuously. Everyone knew he was crazy. His grandparents, who gave him a place to stay sometimes, were afraid of him. Uh, his family members were, why can't we get him help? Why is he falling through the cracks? And he just continuously fell through the cracks because no one in New York City and I give Adams you know he's he's trying to he says the right thing is trying to do the right thing now but these if we emptied out the nursing homes and let people with Alzheimer's sleep on grates everyone would say that's crazy but we do it with people who are schizophrenic uh, for whatever reason he's he's engaged in all sorts of menacing behavior behavior punched elderly people and then you get them on the subway car and no one knows knows what's going to happen but they have a really bad feeling and and for once you know it almost never happens someone stands up and says no it's not going to happen i think that the question is just the um the, the, these kind of self-defense cases are really fact specific uh you can start what you're doing can begin as a legal act and then turn into a le- illegal act depending on you know how, how long you do it and i think the the problem the marine's going to have is that the video you see at the end of it, he, he still got him in a, a serious chokehold with no one in the subway car and just like two or three guys standing around helping him. Um, so that's that's going to be the question is, is, is did, he, did he hold him too long? All right, so you sent me a text a couple of minutes ago. I did not have time in between the Mike Lawler-Rich Lowry conversation to watch it. It's a, a guy, and it reads uh, from YouTube, a Yankee fan salutes Red Sox Nation for its taste in beer. <laughs> what, what is this about? That guy is me, by the way. Oh, is that you? Oh, my, oh my God, it is you. It's only 46 seconds long, so you, you can make time for it eventually. No, but it said it's just, did you see the video of Fenway Park with all the Bud Light stands completely empty? Yes. And everyone yes. lining up at some other stand to get beer, which is like cuts against every every instinct as a sports fan, right? You don't want to be standing, you know, underneath the stands while the game's going on when you can go to a shorter line. But Bud Light, this is a problem. You know, it's not a boycott anymore. They're just a national joke, you know, and everyone's in on it. Um, so they, they have an enormous problem, and uh, it's a fantastic thing because it might stop some of these companies, make them think ten, uh, yeah. twice about woke virtue signaling in the future. So anyway, I just saluted Red Sox Nation. It's the one time in my life I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you did it after the Boston bombings probably too, I would imagine, when yeah, David Ortiz was out there, right? Uh, and they actually had one moment for us after 9-11. But is Dylan Mulvaney still doing their commercials? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't, probably won't, won't let him <laughs> drink a Bud Light again in his life. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like one can of beer. It was the most expensive can of beer ever created. They they put that guy's face on it, and and it, 
you know, it wasn't like he was, you know, out doing um, paid advertising right. or touring for them. He just did a couple of Instagram <laughs> videos, and that was it. We're going to play the Rich Lowry piece coming up at 825, folks. So be ready for that uh, in between our top of the hour at 8 o'clock. And all famed right. defense attorney, Arthur Idala at 840. So you're going to keep listening all day, Rich, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, buddy. As right. always, great job on a Monday. You're terrific. Thank you so much.